Hello and hi, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. Tonight's episode is going to be the wrestling special. Uh, as you can tell by the artwork, it's kind of been talked to death, but anyway, I'm going to give you guys my ignorant perspective on it. Believe it. Did Brett screw Brett is the question. We're going to get into it as soon as I do the opening segment. You guys know it. Remember, once again, there's not going to be a lot of music in this episode, apart from the theme song and maybe one at the end. Anyway, let's do it. Yeah, shouts out to Kane is dead, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker walking up to old ladies, crotch chopping. I'm telling him to suck his motherfucking dick. He don't give a fuck. Daniel Gama, we about to show up on your fucking front porch and shit with bow ties wrapped on our dicks for Christmas. We're about to fuck your bitch, fuck your grandma, fuck your mom. We're about to mosh pit in her pussy, bitch. Yeah, fuck. Got his dick sucked by your bitch and win a red sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy shank like a set dick. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Hello and hi, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead. As of right now, I'm recording this. It is exactly 11.56 at night. Okay. It is March 27th. Okay. 2022. Alright, the block is hot right now. Believe that. The block is hot. There's cops all over the place right now. So, I'm in my yard. I think I'm okay. Um... Secondly, this is, the la- this is the first time in a while that I actually recorded this late at night, so uh, seems pretty cool. But there are cops, repeat, there are cops going up and down the block. They're looking for someone or something or I don't know what. It, it's really weird, but they are driving around. Got a couple units going here and there. And of course, blah, blah, blah. So just so you guys know, once again, yet again, the block is hot. Repeat, the block is hot. <clears throat> now, that's why throughout this recording, you might hear the dogs barking a bit. Simply due to the fact that, well, you know, for some reason, dogs have a sixth sense when it comes down to cops. We'll leave it at that. So anyway, fuck it. What's been up, man? Me? Not a whole lot. 
Uh, let's see. Work week has been crap so far. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's a little exhausting, sure. But I am having a little more fun with it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, day by day, as they say. Um, I could have a potential lady friend. Uh, nothing, you know. Nothing's. Wow, this thing stinks. <laughs> Nothing's set in stone yet, but you know, fingers crossed. I've been, uh, I've been after this one for a while. And I think it's one of those cases that she knew I always had a crush on her too, but. I don't know. I gave her my phone number, and I don't know if y'all, if I ever told y'all, but when like I talk to somebody I really like, like like a girl or a woman, I I get all shy and fat and stupid. I, like I can't even make eye contact. I turn completely red. Stupid shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. But then again, you know, it's really up to her. I'm not gonna force her to do anything she don't wanna. Bleed it. There's enough assholes in the world like that right now. And just because I said that doesn't mean make me a beta cuck. Okay? You're the beta cuck. I'm just a badass. You know what I'm saying? I'm the motherfucker. You, you know, you suck. (laughs) To all the beta men out there. Y'all suck. And y'all the reason why women don't respect men no more. (laughs) Now, baby boy, why don't you go do yourself a favor and get your mommy's favorite purse and your sister's jeans and... Cut your hair into some little bitch-ass fade and walk around town acting like you're a real thug. Believe that, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> not but dig, though, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm not really as fed up with life as I was two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, I ended it so abruptly, and it sounded awful. <clears throat> Even in retrospect, I should have I should have at least carried myself a little bit better. <laughs> but I didn't. Why? Because, well, because, because you do not know. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, it's just, you know, you get your off seasons, your, you, you know what I mean? You, you have a good week, good week, good week, good week, and all of a sudden you don't have a good week, and you don't have a good month. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm cool. I'm cool now. Believe that. I've been looking forward to doing this episode, to be honest with y'all. Mostly due to the fact that I know this thing has been talked to, talked about to death at this point. But I figured I'd give y'all my personal ignorant statement on it. As usual, I didn't go into this with a lot of research in hand or planning in hand. But I did do a little bit of research, looked into both parties, looked into not only just both parties of the people featured... But also both companies featured and the pros and cons more or less. But I'm going to be giving them my way. Okay. Now, this event, because like I told you, all I don't want this coming off as some kind of rip of like WWE Confidential or Dark Side of the Ring or any of that stuff. Or even just like a shooting interview, a shooting interview. You know what I'm saying? I want this to be more like in the vein of like... um, like, I hate to sound like, you know, ghetto street shit, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I had a friend back in the day, back when YouTube was just starting. I had a friend back then. He, I don't know if he still does, but he used to do 
Real Talk Reviews. You know what I mean? And, you know, he was real cool with it. So, you know, but here's the thing. He was doing it much like the name suggests. The way he was doing it was giving a real, just average Joe's take on whatever he was reviewing. It's the same thing with this. You know what I'm saying? This is the average Joe review and uh, interpretation of what was to be of these important moments in wrestling history. And, you know, we got a whole year of them. So, you know, if you guys like these, let me know and I'll make more. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, before we get to that, I want to talk about some other shit real quick. Uh, Frankly, for starters, I've been sober for a little while right now. I'm going on a month already, I believe. Yes. Yes, actually, a month. A month today as I'm recording this. And, yeah, on the 28th of February is when I stopped. Okay. So we're already a month in. Do I feel cool? Yeah, mostly. I mean, I'm a little on edge, I suppose, but it's nothing I can't handle. It's nothing I couldn't do before. I could, you know, I could start drinking again anytime I want, but right now it's just kind of a detoxification process. Got to really come back in tune with myself. Plus, I was hating how freaking bloated my face was looking. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so there's that shit. You got to maintain, motherfucker. That's all you got to do. I know I'm not trying to come off as an... Ah, motherfucker, I bit my lip. I'm not trying to come off as a as an optimist or any of those other mentally challenged motherfuckers. I'm more coming off as a uh, just coming to reality, man. It's not, you know what I mean? I mean, I still want to die and all that other shit, but let's just delay a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because I got some things, some things in the works right now. You know, not just cheap labor. It's like an extension, but it, it relates to it. You know, just, there's an extension to the cheap labor, you know, the the writing, because <clears throat> when uh, when I get the copies I want done, whoever wants one is also going to receive some some bonuses with it. You know what I'm saying? And the bonuses are being worked on right now. We're talking some straight up elementary school bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if y'all decide to keep the book. And throw away whatever, throw away whatever I threw in with it. That's fine with me. Believe that. I'm not. You know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, let's see what else. Anything else I want to go over real quick before we jump right into this wrestling shit? Oh, okay. So, like I mentioned in the opening, these things, much like the hip hop conspiracy theories and all that shit, these things always have a tendency of never playing a lot of music in between segments. So. I'm probably going to play one song after the, after the fuck off, and then we're going to jump into it. Then we're going to, you know, use some other shit along the way. There's not, there's also going to be no background music as well, so get used to it. That's just, it just feels like, I don't know why, but like, when it comes down to this, it feels like I got to tell it as, as, uh, I got to tell it as, I don't know how to put it. It's... I got to put it in a way where I can't make it seem like I'm just fooling around. Like when I tell y'all the stories and shit like that from my past and shit like that, I always have the background music because I prefer personally, I think I'm boring. So therefore when, when the shit's going, you know what I mean? I don't want people falling asleep on me. You know what I'm saying? Unless 
your intention is to have me lull you to sleep, which is true. I mean, which is cool. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because then, you know, I'm working for you in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know how many people fall, fall with that category, but you know what I mean? It's whatever. Uh, uh, secondly, I just want to talk about how, you know, with these, um, there's no music, background music because, you know, I just wanted to come from the heart, really. I mean, not that nothing, and it's not like anything else I don't say comes from the heart. It's just that this wrestling and, you know, conspiracies and shit like that, they they really, you know, get me at my heart. You know what I mean? They touch me in, in my heart. You know what I'm saying? And therefore, I just feel like there's, uh, even though conspiracies and pro wrestling are both considered impure in their own ways, to me, they still represent purity in you know, the thinking process, I guess, you know what I mean? I mean, that's the best way I could put it. So, you know, we got that shit going down. Let's see. Oh, yeah, podcast people. Um, Lately, I went back to check my uh, analytical shit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm not bragging, you know what I mean, whatever, right? But I remember before, you know, when I recorded my New Year's Eve special, I remember that did i do two of them this year i don't remember i I know it was going to be my last conspiracy thing you know what i'm saying but the thing about that shit was before that had ended before the year had ended i should say i was up to about 50 listeners worldwide now to me that's an accomplishment because you know, I didn't think it first off, like I told y'all, I tell y'all all the time, I didn't think anybody was listening to this shit. But, you know, some of y'all made your presence known that told me that you listen to this shit. You know, Russell and Rose and, and, uh, you know, I hope y'all don't mind me calling y'all by your first names. And if it is, and I, I'm sorry, I'll never speak on them again. <laughs> but for real though, you know what I'm saying? Um, it means a lot to me that you guys actually came out and told me, hey, you know, check this out. We, we, we do listen to what you're saying. We do, blah, blah, blah. I felt real good about it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, as of my episode, when I just gave that lackluster, the death episode, which is two episodes ago, after that, I went down from 50 to 49, to uh, 42, and now I'm down to one. <laughs> so... I mean, it, does it suck? Yeah, but, you know, like I said, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid off of this shit either, you know what I'm saying? In fact, I fund the show mostly myself out of pocket. Most of that goes to, you know, um, music, <laughs> you know, and uh, I can edit my own photos or I can draw something. I'm I'm not the best artist, believe that. But, you know, but just remember one thing, it always comes from the heart, you know what I'm saying? So... But anyways, yeah, like I said, you know, I never really, I'm not getting paid for the podcast either, but what I am doing is it's coming from the heart and it it means a lot that anyone listens to, even if it's only one person somewhere in the world right now, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're enjoying it, thank you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, and of course, you know, plays are going to dwindle down. So is, you know, whatever. And again, you know, like I told y'all, this is more therapy for me as opposed to, profit you know what i'm saying if you all if y'all wanted to donate to it i wouldn't let you either you know what i'm saying unless i was doing something but then again you know you gotta have a positive force behind you in order to um get you know where you you um get to those levels you know what i'm saying uh i don't know how you know like 
Um, Tom Likas and them always had crazy backings, but they always talked horrible things on the show. Same thing with Don Imus, Stern, you know, all my early influences in life when it came down to this radio shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not 100%, you know, blind to the fact that, you know, um, well, well, then again, you know, you got to remember there was some big time companies, big tech shit backing them up when they were doing, you know, the charity events and all that shit. So they could say even uglier things and do horrible things on the radio, off the radio, on camera, whatever, and, and still get rewarded for them because, you know, it generated shock views or shock listens or, you know, shock plays or whatever, rather than, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, living in infamy, you know what I mean? Because, like, say, for example, this is going to be my, I'm not, I'm not going to do it, so don't fucking, you know, don't, you know, not that any of you care, but, you know, whatever. Say that this episode is going to be my last, and at the end of it, I, 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 I grab a gun and I shoot myself in the head, and that's the final recording. You know what I'm saying? First off, the shit will get seized, and then people, you know, it, it will live on in infamy because, you know, it will be reported to the news or whatever that the fucking, that, that my show, although not popular, will live in infamy because the host kills himself on what he was calling his final episode. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to do that, obviously, because, you know, I got, I still got a lot more shit to talk about. But with, with all that shit said, you kind of have to give it some serious and personal thought when it comes down to what exactly, you know, um, the, the bullshit that, you know, comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Now I got, I've gotten, I've gotten requests. You know what I'm saying? I try to incorporate some kind of, um, you know, for lack of a better term, audience or follower. What do you call that shit? Um, participation. So every once in a while, I'll, I'll put up like an AMA, you know, ask me anything or, you know, ask me a question, whatever they call it. Um, I'll put up like, you know, suge- like any suggestions, you know what I mean? Tell me what you guys want to hear. You guys want to hear me interview people, shit like that. I never get a response with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I just never do. So, therefore, it, it's kind of, it's telling to me that is the show perfect the way it is? See, that's a big question. I don't feel it is. But at the same time, I've heard bigger production shit that sounded worse than this shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm recording in nature, mother of nature. Okay? However... You know what I mean? There's people that have studio. I'm trying to invest in a studio myself. You know what I'm saying? Because it just seems like if we, no, if we, meaning me, if I could somehow, but but that's the problem with like the thing, because then I got to rebuild, and then you know, it's already hard enough, you know, whatever. But it's not necessarily a challenge I can't face. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I looked into different options as how to make, expand it. You know what I mean? Expand the show. And uh, I was thinking about doing interviews, but I'm not 100% sure how to do so. And uh, I've I've talked about it before. The first person I want to interview is the guy who made my theme song, Daniel Dahmer. Because, you know, you know, it's just... 
And but the thing is, I don't want to come off as one of those starstruck interview people that you see on like, 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 I don't know, like on YouTube and shit that interview like guys like Bones or whatever. They're like, wow, I can't believe it's Bones from Team Sesh. Hey, Bones from Team Sesh. Tell me about where you came from. And then Bones is all like, well, I'm from Michigan. Wow, Michigan. Hey, isn't that the same area where they make Fago? Shout out Juggalos. Whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that dude that talks to them like 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 we've known each other for a long time. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of shit I want. I don't want I want the interviews to come out natural, not to come out condensed. You know what I'm saying? Like even if I got you know, even if I got to interview my little brother Chuckle, I'm sure you guys heard of him, Chuckles, horrorcore rapper down in San Jose. You know what I'm saying? He he, you know he's my little brother. You know what I'm saying? I'll interview him too because he's making moves. He hasn't signed to a label yet, but I'm pretty sure someone's coming knocking. Believe that. He's making moves in secret. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just a collab here and there, he's doing more than what a lot of people who 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 will who, who, who will look down on him by you know comparing what you know you know what he's done in the past, you know what I'm saying? They'll look down on him for that. But yet at the same time they won't they're not making any more moves because in their demented head, they have already made the moves that they wanted. You know what I'm saying? And you know, with that shit, you know, we got that shit going down and got some other uh oh, let's talk about sex real quick. So there was this a couple couple uh couple years, months a couple months to a year back, my my cousin was working down the street from where we was, right? And then she had a co-worker. I'm not going to say her name just to protect her. Uh, she was a pretty, you know, she was a pretty half, what do you call it? Uh, Sorry, I'm getting into acid indigestion. <laughs> but she was a pretty lady, you know what I'm saying? She, real cute, you know what I mean? She had a sexy voice. That's what's always a plus for me. And I remember uh, my cousin's co-worker would tell me, hey, you know, she got a thing for you. I go, for real? And he goes, yeah, man. You know, I'm no offense, but she's got a thing for, for bigger native guys. And I go, I'm only half, dude. He goes, hey, you're looking off to me. I go, yeah, you're probably right. But I never stepped. You know what I'm saying? I never stepped because, uh, I don't know, I just never did. And it's not because... I got any hate or animosity towards them, towards her, I should say. It's just that it's just it's, it's hard finding time to do anything anymore, you know what I mean? Apart from work. But anyways, so she gets brought up again, and I don't know, man. I heard that she, uh, I don't know, man. I heard she was banging the butcher that lives down the street from us, but the problem is this butcher has... One of those guys, he's he's a filthy bastard, you know what I mean? And he's one of those guys that actually brags about, you know, getting STDs when he gets them. So he can say he got them. Like when he got chlamydia one time, he was screaming outside. He had chlamydia. Crabs, he was standing outside scratching himself to like, to bleeding things, you know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking to myself, this is fucking horrible. You know, maybe I should have hit it before she hit him, you know what I'm saying? Because... 
Had I done that, I probably wouldn't have, you know, not that I'm going to bang her now because my, my interests have waned from that. And now I'm looking at, you know, what could be, you know, potential love interest right now. And I got this stupid ass look on my face, you know what I mean? And, uh, but I don't have my hopes up too high because like I said, I'm not going to, if she tells me, no, I'm not going to force her to blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to, I don't want her to hate me either. I'm going to respect her decision. You know, because it, ultimately, like I said, ultimately, it's up to her, not me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I will definitely be very happy if that goes through. So with that said... Fuck off! <clears throat> uh, sorry, y'all. It's just uh, right now I'm not feeling too great. Suddenly, you know what I mean? This is almost being recorded almost uh, well, a while after. Okay, after when you last last heard me. Alright. <clears throat> so the fuck-offs of the week goes to... Well, really, it's just one. And I complain about it a lot. But it needs to be said again. Because it seems like the more you... It's one of those things, you know, the more you talk about it, the more you want people to forget about it. And the more you want people to forget about it, it seems like there's always one ignorant motherfucker in the world out there that happens to bring it up again. So, this fuck off of the week goes to all them motherfuckers that came up to me and asked me if my birthmark was yet again a fucking bruise. Alright, motherfucker. I, it must be great knowing that life, you know, the life that you live is flawless. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a damn thing could ever go wrong in your world. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta point out everybody else's flaws, right? Stupid motherfuckers. I had some dumb motherfucker ask me if I was getting my tattoos removed. No, I don't have no motherfucking tattoos, you stupid faggot. I hope you die. Seriously. It was. It gets me so mad, you know. I'm so impassioned by the anger that I get from this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? This whole just fueled hatred about other shit. You know what I'm saying? It pisses me off. I'll admit, it pisses me off because, you, you, well, you know, I mean, to all you beautiful people, you guys don't know what the fuck it is to walk around looking like somebody fucking straight up cut half of your face off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying all y'all are bad, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a good chunk of the motherfuckers out here feel the need to constantly remind me about how ugly I am. I know I'm fucking ugly, you stupid fuck, but don't constantly keep reminding me that I'm flawed and I'm never gonna ever be something I'm as good looking as you are you know what I'm saying I'm never gonna be as fucking perfect as you is you know what I'm saying I'll never be you fuckface but isn't that the best part because then I don't have to be you you motherfucker you know what I'm saying and then the people that tell me sometimes they tell me this shit are a couple of junkie motherfuckers you know what I'm saying and, you know, it gets me so mad to the point that I really just wish I had a, a chainsaw and I can just hack them in pieces, you know what I'm saying? Or a gun and I will just, just keep pulling the trigger until they die, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, stuff like that, you know what I mean? I know it's not right, but then again, you know, who the fuck is to tell me that I'm flawed and ugly when they don't even look in the fucking mirror either? So that's that's this week's fuck off. Now it's, I'm going to play you guys a song. It's kind of an oldie. Uh, way ahead of its time, I'll tell you that much. So this song... Way ahead of its time, then we're gonna get into the uh, the wrestling thing.
Buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Buddy, what you munching oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you nibbling oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Nigga, what you eating oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Nigga, what you eating oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Nigga, what you munching oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Yo, nigga, what you nibbling oh? Snacks, nigga. I got a sugar rush, my head really hurt, all y'all niggas need to hush, made your mama blush, so I get a hoe and repop, cause Beyonce said if you like it, give a hoe and repop, what the fuck is juice, all we do is dream pop, if you wait for right here, don't drink soda, nigga, dream pop, there you go. Got me worse than the light streaks of Play-Doh Special edition that that don't go out till I say so Give me what I pay for Big ol' bags of diabetes My cereal is sugar I ain't never had my Wheaties I'm the head of state Let me sign some treaties I'm the head of state I'ma eat this treat. Buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Buddy, what you munching oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you nibbling oh? Snacks, buddy. Snacks, buddy. Nigga, what you eating oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Nigga, what you eating oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Nigga, what you munching oh? Snacks, nigga. Snacks, nigga. Yo, nigga, what you nibbling oh? Snacks, nigga. Look man, facts is facts, I'm kill you if you touch my snacks. Look man, facts is facts, I'm kill you if you touch these stacks. Look man, facts is facts, touch my snacks, touch my stacks, and pull this trigger nigga. Next thing you see is your world go black. Which snack I'ma choose? Probably be some Dunkaroos, or maybe creepy crawlers, or fun dip with the powder. Wash it down with a bag of chips, Mr. Goodbye between your mama hips. All of my coolest, so I gave her a sip, tell her it's so good once it touch your lips. Playing with her mouths, give her almond joy. Oh shit, nigga. This snack came with a toy. Sweat, 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 Buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy, snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you eating oh? Snacks, buddy, snacks, buddy. Buddy, what you munching oh? Snacks, buddy, snacks, buddy. Hey, buddy, what you nibbling oh? Snacks, buddy, snacks, buddy. Nigga, what you eating oh? Alright, so we're gonna get into the munch. Oh, by the way, that song was Snacks by Gil. Told y'all it was like, way ahead of its time, wasn't it? You know, now all rappers sound But back then, Gil was straight up talking about snacks and making rifles burst. Way ahead of its time, believe that. If you don't like it, go suck some go 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 suck on a syringe that's filled with I don't know. Uh, battery acid. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, sorry. All right, so here we go. Uh, there's a helicopter up there. Very creepy. Very fucking creepy. Anyway, all right. So let's get into it. Montreal screwdriver. Let's do a little background. 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, before I do that, I just want to explain to y'all that this episode is coming out a little bit later than I wanted it to. I wanted it to come out a couple of days ago, but I figured I'd do a little bit of research just to make myself not seem completely ignorant, but also not enough to make me a total smart. Believe it. Last thing you want is to be either or. Although everything else I'll be completely blind and ignorant to. At least I have a sense of what I'm talking about viewing. You know the fucking deal. Alright, so let's get into it. Uh, Bret Hart. Hart Foundation. Strong family. All the way back to Stu Hart. And then some. They wrestled bears. They did all kinds of cool shit when they were kids. You know what I mean? But they were all a wrestling family. The only other wrestling family that I can see like this... Like, with this kind of legitimacy and all that shit with the Guerrero family. But sadly, none of them really wrestle anymore. I think Chavo still wrestles, but, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't been part of the program for a while. So you got to forgive me for my stupidity. All right, cool. So we got that shit. Secondly, we got, um, you know, we got Shawn Michaels, another very talented wrestler. He's a fucking asshole in my book. Believe that. He's a bigger... All right, well, before... Okay, no, we'll get into that right now. Sorry. But anyways, um, Shawn Michaels, a piece of shit asshole, was a bigger piece of shit back in the old days, but he was a very talented wrestler, very quick, very nimble, and he could do the sweet chin music or the super kick better than any wrestler I've ever seen in history. He does it so seamlessly that it doesn't even... You won't even see the technical aspect of it. And if you need to question that, then, you know whatever you know what i'm saying uh it's up to y'all if you're gonna blah 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 or you can just straight up diss me you know what i'm saying and if you're gonna do that just remember that this is the wrestling episode so and if you want a regular episode you're gonna have to wait till next week sorry but anyway let's get on to it let's get on with it all right so Bret hart competing for wwe f whatever to this leading up to 1997 14 years this guy was already a crafty veteran before crafty veteran was a was a technical term <laughs> not but for real though so we get this whole aspect of you know straight up uh that was his name you know he, he works for his you know for his spot as a wrestler you know what i'm saying so therefore he does uh you know he does I mean, he wrestles. What the fuck you want me to say? But anyways, he wrestles, and he wins the title a couple of times. As again, like I said, I'm not 100% technical on all these freaking uh, um, facts that happen. You know what I mean? He beat Ric Flair. Uh, you know, da 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 da. He's a champion for a good while. Shawn Michaels does make some noise as a tag team champion with Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty, you know, they, I forgot the name of it. I think they're called the Rockers. I don't know. I could, I could give a fuck less about the, both of those assholes. Uh, but anyways, uh, the betrayal happens. Marty Jannetty straight up, uh, gets thrown through glass when they're doing an interview with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, blah, blah, blah. All this other stupid shit comes into play, blah, blah, blah. All right. And then Brett. Leading to this, Bret Hart has a, a series of matches against Shawn Michaels. Now, all of them, you know, regardless on how they felt about each other, they were great in-ring performers as well. You know, their their ring, a big, their capabilities in the ring weren't that much far off 
than what the, the titans of wrestling before them were capable of pulling off as well. And that, that, that takes serious talent. I mean, I don't care if you love wrestling or you hate it. To be to be able to straight up pull something off that somebody says that no one could ever recreate or surpass, that definitely says a lot about you. Not only as just a performer, but also a, a um, how you say, uh, yeah, as a performer and a entertainer. Uh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know what I'm trying to say, though? I mean, it takes a, a hell of a lot of effort to get to a certain level of, you know, whether you're a wrestler or a football player or baseball player, soccer player, even basketball player, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 not an easy task. But if you can manage to get that far up in the whole spectrum of the whole company on the and everything. See, I'm starting to sound like fucking Vito Corleone. But anyways, you get to that certain you know hierarchy that no one else could ever surpass or any of that other other shit you know what i'm saying all right so we got that whole thing going uh let's see the match that led up to the montreal screw job was when brett won the title for the last time and i believe it was wrestlemania that year against Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, or he retained the... T- see, see, I'm fucking retarded. But anyway, he retained the title. Something... Point was, Bret Hart kept the title. Okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was when Shawn Michaels was a special guest referee. And when he was a special guest referee for Bret Hart versus, I believe, The Undertaker... You know, that that pretty much... You can see the tension, though, growing between them two, though. The Hart and Michaels. You can see that because during that match, Bret Hart spit in the face of uh, Shawn Michaels. And that pretty much blah, blah, blah. All right, so... Oh, from Bret Hart's recollection, because I heard him talk about this, not only in, like, documentaries, but interviews and all that kind of shit, where he says that, you know, he didn't even... They haven't talked to each other for a long while before so one day he's in the he's in the locker room just doing his thing getting ready or combing his hair or some shit like that Shawn michaels walks in there and he's all like hey yo you know hey hey what's up man how you doing Shawn michaels is just like straight up fuck you i don't have anything to say to you and then they start fighting so when they start fighting bitch ass Shawn michaels goes running over to vince mcmahon and starts talking uh they it's an unsafe work environment here. I refuse to work with anyone that's part of the hearts, basically being a big fucking girl like he always is. And so 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 that goes down. Bret Hart, straight up. I don't know if this was before or after. No, 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 no. No, in the events leading up to this, another member of the Hart Dynasty, British Bulldog or Davy Boy Smith, yeah, has a match with Shawn Michaels at, in uh, back in his home turf and uh, which is London I believe <laughs> England I, I, I'm retarded you guys know this but anyways during that match or leading up to that match or during that match or before that match I don't know British Bulldog's sister was dying of cancer right and he straight up says I'm going to dedicate this match to you sister because 
I want to see you happy, da 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 You do not deserve to suffer, as does nobody that's been diagnosed with cancer, you know what I mean? And he does this. Now, everyone's going into this match thinking that the British Bulldog is going to win. No, that doesn't happen because Shawn Michaels, being the big girl that he is, didn't want to, you know, give any kind of credit or, or you know, kayfabe or otherwise so that the freaking... Um, W, uh, the hearts or anyone else could get one over on him because he was that much of a diva and pretty much pissed off about this shit and I mean yeah I mean wouldn't you be <laughs> I know I would be shit anyways this also leads I mean this other shit that led to the Montreal screw has to be discussed you know obviously uh, this was also a breaking point with the Hart Foundation, with with um, them basically coming out arming with each other, arming with each other, yeah, because, you know, nobody really knew or saw or whatever, what had happened was that at this point in his career, Michaels, not Michaels, I'm sorry, uh, Bret Hart had become you know, sort of, uh, uh, well, he didn't become, he was a legitimate heel. Constantly bad-mouthing the USA, bad-mouthing all members of DX, you know, going so far as to saying that, you know, we keep, you know, our family respects the wrestling industry, we don't dress up in girl, we don't, we don't get naked for girly magazines the way, you know, Shawn Michaels did and all this other shit, you know, crap like that. Shawn Michaels fires back with the whole, you know, I I know you've seen it, blah, blah, blah. Were you impressed? All this other stupid shit. You know, male chauvinistic faggotry, you know what I'm saying? All that, you know what I'm saying? And it's all wrapped up to this whole thing. And another time, Bret Hart comes out and starts calling Triple H and Shawn Michaels homos. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a different era in TV. You know what I'm saying? He goes, you guys are running around like a couple of homos, shit like that. Shawn Michaels again, you know, DX again comes back and starts firing more shit at straight up um, the hearts. You know what I mean? At one point, I remember this one part when, what's his name? Uh, Hart comes out and he says, you know what the best thing about living in, in, in America is? No, in Canada, being from Canada is, you know, you know what the best thing about being in Canada is? From Canada. Ah, fuck, you know what I'm trying to say. Is that... Our country doesn't rely on, you know, such and such and such, such and such, such and such. Uh, he also mentions that how prejudiced America is, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and it, it got a rise from the crowd, obviously. DX comes out, they start insulting them, and they... At one point, I remember the nation of domination was in the ring, and... Triple H is all like, well, we'll get you, uh, we'll get you hearts, but before we get anything close to you, let me just say one thing to you, specifically the, the nation of domination, you guys got to know one thing about the heart foundation, yeah, they're not as loyal, and they're not, they're not as open-minded as they, they give off the vibe, I'm not freaking, you know, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, because I don't know exactly the words were, but I remember watching it, and I remember he goes, uh, what's the name, Triple H says, 
Yo. And oh, and another thing, Nation of Domination, the the hearts referred to you guys as the N words. No, that those were his literal that I know for sure. He said he, they referred to you guys as the N words. Not the uh, he didn't say obviously he couldn't say the actual word himself. I mean that'd be that'd be that would straight up set WWE on fire. You know what I mean? But you know he said the N words as goofy as as goofy as he sounded saying that. Nation of Domination comes out, starts beating the shit out of the the hearts, all that other crap. I mean, you watch one wrestling run and you've seen them all, more more or less. It depends on the level of excitement that you get from it. That's where the real money is at, if you will. All right, so the fuck is this? I'm sorry, y'all, but there's this fucking van that keeps driving up and down the street. And I don't know why. All right, so, all right, so let's get into it. Now, 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 now that we know the funky stuff that's happening in ring, you know, promos and all that other shit, let's get into a little other extra details, you know, regarding this. A little more technical shit, meaning straight up the boring talk. All right, so the boring talk pretty much, you know, all envelops into this whole legal precedence when it comes down to straight up. Nego- renegotiation, I should say, of Bret Hart's contract. Now, Bret Hart had served the company for 14 years leading up to this event. And right now, at that point, the company, you know, he was about to leave. He was already done. He's like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to WCW. And thank you, Vince. This has been a pleasure. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. This and that. I got to move on. This and that. All that shit. You're right. All right. So here we go. Ah, excuse me. So, you know, whether or not he was being genuine about it, and I'm talking about McMahon, McMahon straight up, you know, pretty much gives him an ultimatum saying, I really don't want you to leave. So what I'll do is this. I'll give you a 20-year contract right now. You sign it for, I'm going to, I'm just going to freaking say about 2.5 mil which is a lot of money back then even in 1997 you know what i mean well it's still a lot of money to me you know what i mean uh one thing or another it doesn't go through brett now is just like you know i'm just gonna i'm I'm gonna leave you know what i mean and through this though when all when, when he made that announcement uh What's his name? Hart. Yeah. When Hart made that announcement to McMahon, McMahon actually said, well, okay, well, how about this? I'll help. I'll see if I can match what Eric Bischoff, who was in turn the dude that was running WCW. If he can, you know, either get me, get you a better deal or something like that, or I can match it, you know, you could actually, right now, as we speak, you can... Excuse me. You could take, (coughs) you know, you could start negotiating with them if you like. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother him that much. So, um, so yeah. And sure enough, he makes him a better deal. He says, okay, uh, that's it. Well, this is the way we're going to do it. This is how it's going to go down, and this is what my decision. Thank you, Vince. Vince doesn't really seem to care, but then again, 
he's got this thing looming over his head, which is, wait a second, he still has the championship and the belt and all that shit. He's going to our rivals, basically. So he, he needs to either relinquish it immediately or suffer the consequences or, or lose it in a match. The thing is, Brett being the traditionalist that he is, or to some of you motherfuckers, uh, Brett being the mark that he is for himself, he <coughs> would straight up say, okay, I'll drop the title, but I don't want to lose in Canada. You know, hometown shit, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, fine, whatever. This leads to uh, Survivor Series, which was in November 9th, 1997. But we still got to do a little bit more backstory. It's gonna be, and then we're going to get into it, okay? So here's what happens. Sean still being pain in the ass. There's a lot of rumors and straight up, you know, backstage talk about whether or not it's his uh his drug use that's getting the best of him and to to his credit it doesn't seem to be because you know people that were running the company back then aka you know Bruce Pritchards and the and the and the uh, the, the the Dave Hebners and and the Jerry Briscoes and the Pat Pattersons of the of the era they were straight up saying you know regardless on whether he did a bunch of drugs that's on him but as far as we can tell, he never was ever not in the state to not perform. You know what I'm saying? Which has happened in wrestling. I might like I, I like to add to that. It has happened in wrestling a few times. Most memorably and more recently, I'm pretty sure, was when uh, God damn it, I'm so sorry. Was when freaking uh Matt Hart, no, not Matt Hart, the other one, the, the retard, Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, blah, 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 great wrestler, I don't care what the fuck you think about him, he's, you know, he's a great wrestler, at least in his time he was, what's the deal with Matt Hart, I mean, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy is also a very, very, very well-known drug user, when, uh, during his run in TNA, he has a match with Sting, Apparently, when he's coming out to the ring, he is in no way, shape, or form able to compete. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, yeah, you can see there's something off, but, you know, you, I, I don't know. It's like Sting could tell. And basically, they did a squash match. A squash match. Squash match. Sorry. They did a squash match where Sting put him in the uh, Scorpion. Not the Scorpion. The Scorpion Death Drop. I don't know. It's his finisher, the reverse DDT. He puts him in that, slams him, pins him. You can see Jeff trying to struggle to kick out, but he's not letting him. Uh, Sting tightens his, his hold. One, two, three. The match is over in less than a minute. Sting gets up, holds the championship out. He just looks down at Jeff Hardy like, the fuck is wrong with you, kid? You know what I'm saying? All right. So, yeah. So there's that rumor. There's that rumor laid to rest that Jeff, I mean, uh, Michaels was ever in that state. All right, so they set the event. Here it is, November 9th, Survivor Series, 1997. And everything, you know, they're doing the storyline, the plots and all that shit. People are like, okay, cool, this is all going to go down. Go down. Now, 
I'd say, I don't know, the historians say five weeks, month or a month, whatever, leading up to this event, the, the Survivor Series match, it was so it was told that Bret Hart had walked up to uh, Michaels and told him, "Hey, Sean, I know we're gonna ha- we had our differences in the past, and no matter what happens, we got to keep it professional, okay? So I don't mind losing the title to you at Survivor Series." They puts his hand. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but they say he put his hands out, to, you know, to give him a handshake. Shawn Michaels shook his hand and says, "Well, it's good to know because if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't have done the same for you." And that whole bullshit, you know, you're that whole fucking attitude that he, you know, maintained at the time. You know, straight up, uh, Bret Hart, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been a surprise. Everybody wants to talk and bitch and moan that he was a mark for himself. But at the same time, you got to remember, this is a straight up guy. This is a straight up piece of shit that actually does have bad blood with you. He actually starts bad mouthing so bad that he actually says that you're having an affair with one of the female wrestlers. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? So when you hear that from somebody you actually do have garnered a lot of hate for, you know, it's no surprise that Brett would be like, oh, yeah, fuck this guy. I don't want to lose to him then. I'll drop the title to anybody but this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, that that's just straight up. And also, I just want to add a little bit of, you know, a little bit of gas to the flame. I, it, was, it was rumored that, you know, during this time, uh, Hart was going to have a match with The Rock, or at the time, Rocky Maivia. And, but the DX didn't, they, they couldn't, they didn't like The Rock for whatever reason. And so I'm like, okay, that just shows an extension of what a bunch of assholes that the DX really, truly is, can be, are. You know what I mean? There's no, I mean, there's no fucking, there's no other way around this shit, man. These motherfuckers are ruthless. So... When it's all said and done, here we are, November 9th. Earl Hebner, the re- the man who refereed that night, has told the story of him walking down to the ring. And as he's walking down to the ring, Jerry Briscoe pulls him off to, to the side, pulls him by the shoulder, and he says, You're going to ring the fucking bell. End of story. As soon as you see the sharpshooter put on by... Uh, Michaels, that's it. You call it. Get the hell out of that ring. And he goes, but Brett's my friend. And, you know, basically that turns into this whole thing. Of course, the greed and all that shit. Is Brett going to pay your bills? Is Brett going to feed your family? Is Brett going to do any of that shit for you outside of the ring? I don't think so. You do your fucking job. And you make the fucking call. Bleed it. Now, Earl Hebner... In the, in the interview I heard and saw of him, you could hear the little cracking in his voice when he says, please don't, please don't put on the sharpshooter. And all that led to was this. Look at this! Oh, you're kidding me. Michaels, are you going to beat Bret Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is! Are you kidding me?
Now, if you didn't get the full idea, well, here's, in his own words, Bret Hart talking about what really, what went down right there. In case you didn't catch it, here it is. He steps through the wrong way, folds my legs the wrong way, and I moved my legs and switched them the right way. I remember when he put it on, I flipped over, I could see Vince McMahon, and I could see him, he's got this cold look on his chest, and he's yelling at to ring the f***ing bell. Ring the bell, and he keeps saying it to the guy, ring the bell. As the match was going on, I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I hated it. And I remember in that moment of looking at the timekeeper, and Vince snaps at him, ring the f***ing bell. Oh, they're screwing me right now, and I remember reaching back and showing that I wasn't submitting and I grabbed Sean's leg and started to reverse but you could hear the bell ding ding now just simply me playing that could get this episode taken down so if you're one of the first that actually can listen to this without it being censored or whatever then uh yeah anyway so anyway that's all went down that's what it that the result that was the result of it all and <sighs> Brett screwed Brett as they say Okay, so remind ourselves one last time that the that the show must go on, blah blah blah. You saw that he never tapped. You heard the way it was gone down. If you actually watch the event take place again, you'll notice that all the Canadian people in the front couple rows next to the ring almost look like they're gonna charge the ring. You know what I'm saying? They were just so at uh pissed off. And 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 for good reason. Okay? Alright, so... At this point, Brett, we see him... Okay, so... When the sharpshooter was locked on... Brett doesn't tap out. He's about to reverse it. He hears the... As they say, ring the fucking bell. Ring the fucking bell. There it is. Bam, bam, bam. He's done. Uh, stands up immediately... Spits in the face of what the hell is they uh McMahon. He spits right in his face. After that, after everybody leaves, Shawn Michaels is actually acting like he's never had any part of it, blah blah blah. He's like, I swear on everything I love, blah blah blah. I had nothing to do with it. And as Bret Hart says, he was a bad, bad actor. <laughs> anyway, so now this has gone down. Brett and all them, they're blah blah blah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Oh fuck, where am I going? I'm sorry, my head's got a little cloudy because I'm a little frustrated right now. <sighs> Alright. Brett wrecks the monitors. He wrecks the the announcer's tables and all that shit. He's just pissed off and rightfully so. We witnessed a man get screwed on TV, on camera, and he wasn't, you know, you know, he wasn't doing porn. <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. But anyways, so all this crap and all this shit, you know, and it's just, you know, frustration on all parties, minus the ones that pulled it off, you know, the WWF, WWE, or whatever you want to call it, those assholes. You know, they did it, they did it, they got away with it. Ah, uh, soon after. 
where it goes on national Canadian television and pretty much exposes the business. You know, the one person that they thought would never do such a thing did such a thing. A man who had held the, the business as sacred as anyone else in the world now is suddenly saying, hey, you know what? Uh, this, uh, this was all bullshit. The company is bullshit. McMahon's bullshit and they screwed me, blah, blah, blah. There's proof. If you need proof, actually, just watch my Survivor Series match. I am not, you know, I am not aware of what the the shit that they're trying to pull off behind my back. I'm not aware of, you know, such and such. And to say that I was in on this shit is an insult not only to me, but to my family's dynasty. You know, more or less, that's what he said. And then, you know, soon, like a month later, he starts the WCW. We'll get to that when we get to that, okay? Well, let's talk screwdrivers right quick. Now, a little bit of history lessons when it comes down to these screw jobs. The earliest that I know of, that I personally knew before watching this, was the Don Eagle Gorgeous George match. Where, similar to this, only instead of that, it was a fast, it was a fast three count. Uh, Gorgeous George puts, what's his name, Don Eagle in some weird you know, submission move or something. The rev considers it a pin. One, two, three, that's it. He's out. The Don Eagle's just like looking at he's like, hey, what the hell's going on? This ain't this isn't right. What the hell's going on? Seriously. The rev's like, oh no, you lost, you lost, you lost. And the, the back then the refs were more like in your face type shit. So because of his in your face attitude, he actually gets uh you know, he gets mouthy with Don Eagle. Don Eagle just starts swinging at him straight up uh, on the verge of laying him out. Jumps out the ring. And uh, Eagle is pulling him up by the collar. Like, I'm not done with you, motherfucker. So that's one. Then upon hearing Jim, Jim Cornette talk about these whole, you know, screw jobs, he was talking about Henri. Henri. Uh, Henri. I don't remember his name. Henri. Anyway, he was finding Strangler Lewis. Strangler Lewis, uh, they're wrestling Canada, very similar. This is actually really the similar, the most similar of them all. So what happens is, you know, during the match, Henri or whatever, Henry, Henry de Blaine, Henri Dublon, or whatever, I, don't, I don't fucking remember the name. Anyway. <coughs> uh... Alright, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but anyway. Strangler Lewis goes and pulls uh, that Henri guy over his shoulder in a headlock position. During this part, it was revealed that it was... Or, look, I don't fucking know. Okay? All I know is that one of them got bit in the chest. And they called disqualification on the other guy. And basically, that was also a screw job. And, of course, taking place at Canada. Okay. As uh, Cornette put it, this is one of the oldest tricks in the book, and it's been used for blah 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 so many decades, so many fucking decades before and after. And nowadays, it probably wouldn't, you know, because it's hard to sell the product when there's nothing to really want to take home from it. You know what I'm saying? All right. But anyways, so we get that shit going down. They get in the fight. No, I don't even know what happens at at the afternoon. Ah. 
aftermath of that one. Uh, apart from, you know, what's his name, Lewis. This wasn't a screw job, but this was just also, uh, was it Buddy Lewis, I believe his name was? Said that he would never work certain wrestlers because he just didn't have that kind of respect for them. And that's probably true uh, for a lot of wrestlers, even before the, you know, the 50s and 60s and all that other shit, you know, and the golden age and who can forget anything like that. You know what I mean? And then, okay, so, and then we're, we're, we're approaching more modern times before this whole Montreal thing. And this one is straight up women's wrestling in the WWF, WWE, if you want to call it that. And what had happened was, is uh, Wendy Richter, there's some kind of contractual, uh, contractual dispute when it comes to, you know, everything and anything that's happening with, you know, Wendy Richter and her, you know, her whatever. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on the, the whole thing. But the point was, or, or well, I'm going to explain the other theory with this one. But anyways, during the match, what's her name? Uh, uh, she, she has a match with Spider-Woman, a.k.a. the Fabulous Moolah. And during this match, Moolah does a thing, a maneuver. I believe it was the reverse DDT. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, doesn't matter. Because what happens is she pulls Wendy, Wendy's, uh, uh, Wendy Richter's legs over, you know, for the pin. Right when she's trying to kick out, Richter, she, uh, Moolah's still holding that thing, holding the, the pin. Richter doesn't seem to realize that the match is over at this point. So what she does is she continues to fight, you know, doing her thing. Only to be told, hey... This ain't happening. You lost. And in sudden, and, and, and the sudden, not necessarily just disbelief, but just betrayal altogether. You, you see, you know, her face just go from like happy, I'm gonna compete, rowdy kind of girl, to I can't believe they did this to me. And how she didn't burst into tears is just beyond me. That leads to this one. All right. Now, why did I bring up those other examples? Well, let me put it this way. Vince Russo, a.k.a. one of the biggest pricks in wrestling, and Jim Cornette, a.k.a. another big prick in wrestling, both have their place in history when it comes down to professional wrestling in the in the, in the the 90s or whatever, right? And what it happens is, what happens is both of them are taking credit for this whole situation. Now... Cornette claims that he gave a history lesson and he's all like, you know, hey, you know, I'm the one that you got to come to when it comes down to explaining this whole fiasco and, you know, all that crap. And then Vince Russo, on the other hand, says Cornette never gave anyone a speech in regards to how this whole screw job happened i merely suggested that sean michaels put, oh i gotta put it in like the way that prick would put it i merely suggested because for some reason or another um vince russo talks when he talks about wrestling and when he talks about the fans he always like he always dumbs down the way he talks because he's uh well he's a real piece of shit really <laughs> You know, he has no respect for the business or the fans or any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, he's, uh, you know, freaking uh, Russo claims, you know, I didn't do this. No, no, no. I wish I never suggested that, you know, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels uh, to, I never suggested. No, 
I wish I never suggested that they put Bret Hart in the sharpshooter because I didn't know it was going to live in infamy, blah, 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 this, all this other shit. And, of course, Cornette claims that he doesn't want to, you know, he, he puts it on everything that he holds sacred and he loves. He puts it all on that, that he straight up is um, telling the truth. Now, whoever wants to tell the truth, that's one thing or another. It doesn't really matter because there's another theory going around that it was Vince who came up with this whole finish by saying, ah, fuck, you know, more or less, you know, saying, fuck it, let's just do what they did with Wendy Richter and let's call it a day. That's it. Which are all three viable options, I suppose, you know what I mean? And, of course, it no matter what happens, it's all said and done. By the way, I wanted to backtrack a little bit. The whole thing about the fabulous moolah, the other theory I heard about it, other than the fact that they said that Vince wanted the title back because of some contractual contractual bullshit that was going down with Wendy Richter. Apart from that, I heard that moolah did this match and she did it dirty the way she did. Because she didn't want any other female wrestler to dominate the co- the sport or the company, and we see how good that did her because now she's known as a uh, a uh, a prostitute, you know, a, a pimp, a female pimp. You know what I'm saying? And that that actually could be a whole different thing. You know what I mean? So we'll t- we could talk about that some other time though. But anyways, so now we got. All this crap going on, you know, Bret Hart leaves for WCW. When he gets to WCW, he doesn't come out for like a month, a month after his initial contract had, you know, been negotiated. He'd been instated, reinstated, you know what I'm trying to say, Bischoff and all this other shit. Oh, yeah, and another thing, they said that he was trying to take the title to, he was trying to take the title to WCW which we know now is bullshit because, you know, history has shown that Bischoff has been sued for doing this in the past, you know, and uh, minus the whole Medusa thing, you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, he had no zero to no interest in the WWF title. What he had interest in, of course, was Bret Hart. Naturally so. And the rest is history, I suppose. <laughs> And uh, looking back now, you know, there was also that whole thing with Wrestling With Shadows. If you don't know what Wrestling With Shadows meant or what it stood for or all that, any of that stuff, I'll give you a quick rundown. Wrestling With Shadows was a documentary filmed about Bret Hart and how the demise of the, more or less the demise of the babyface wrestlers getting over as opposed to the heel wrestlers getting over as well. And when... When this happens, it fucks up the balance. And now it's portrayed that, I mean, well, obviously it was portrayed back then too, that the Canadian wrestlers were that were heels in, in America were babyfaces in Canada, and the American wrestlers who were babyfaces in, 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 in America were now heels in Canada. So they had this whole reverse thing, you know what I'm saying? And... What had happened, no, no, when this happened, during the whole thing, I mean, I can get into detail, during the wrestling with Shadow shit, Bret Hart has a conversation with 
my uh, what's his name, uh, Vince McMahon, off camera, telling him I really feel disrespected. This is what actually leads people into believing that the whole thing was a work. And if you don't know what that means, I'm not going to explain it to you because if you're a non wrestling fan, I don't even know why the hell you're listening to the episode this far because apparently me talking about a fake sport makes me a dumbass. And, and I guess in turn it is true, but who the fuck are you to tell me anything? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so. <sighs> fucking Christ. Um, I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Alright, so. What the hell happened? What the hell was I going on about? Oh, okay. So, here we go. Wait. Okay. So, they're filming the whole fiasco. Brett's in the locker room, still pissed off. His brother's with him. Uh, Anvil's with him. Shawn Michaels is there. Like I said before, he's like, Shawn, did you have anything to do with this? And Shawn Michaels, oh, I love everything I love. No. And he's, you know, obviously Shawn Michaels isn't going to fucking tell the truth. He's one of the biggest scumbags. And look what he did to Vader. But we'll get to that some the other day. Anyways. Uh, Bret Hart disrobes himself, gets in the shower, comes out. Vince McMahon standing right there. He goes, Bret, I know what you're thinking. But, and he says, I'm going to go take a shower. If I'm, If you're still out here. When I'm done, I'm going to knock you out. And he did. He came out of the shower and gave him an uppercut, knocked him the fuck out. Or or just a straight hook. I don't know. Because he had a black eye. Whether or not that was part of the program is another thing. You know what I'm saying? But anyways. So, now, Bret Hart's in WCW. And everything's gone to shit. Everything has gone to shit. His career, his legacy, his... uh. His gimmick, the best there is, the best there was, the best there was. Fucking forget it. It's over. It's done. His career as a wrestler is dead at this point. And meanwhile, WWF, WWE, now, you know, we now it is birth, the ultimate bad guy wrestler slash heel character in professional wrestling, professional wrestling history ever. The one that cannot be done over, uh, it cannot be, it cannot be rewritten, it cannot be recreated. We saw the birth of Mr. McMahon. And then at, at the same time, we saw the birth of the Attitude Era. And this is the game changer that made WWF, WWE, what it is now. Had Brett not been screwed. I don't know. For all we know, it would just been more cartoon character type gimmicks and shit like that. Which brings us to the conspiracies regarding it. Wait. No, no, no. Before I get to the conspiracies, I want to talk about something else. The only heart that was wrestling for Vince McMahon at the time, well, part of the hearts at the time, were the British Bulldog and... Owen Hart. Owen Hart had his own thing going. Teaming up with Jeff Jarrett. Doing all kinds of good matches, cool matches. He was a great competitor. He was quick. He was all that stuff. Unfortunately, he passed away too early. He died in 1999. At the -the over-the-top pay-per-view when he fell to his death. A touching tribute was then paid to Owen Hart by the entire WWF. WWE roster where they all came out and they all talked about how 
they love Owen Hart and how much he meant to them. And, you know, there was no, no cave. I mean, there was cave, but, you know, everything was dedicated straight to Owen Hart and everyone missed him. You could tell he left a huge impact on the company. Even at the end when, when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and he does his gimmick with the beer when he chugs the beers and they have that big picture of Owen Hart. See, I'll get a little... It's, it's, it, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is funny to me because I didn't really get into WWE, uh, WWF until that year. <laughs> well, no, 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 98. 97, 98. Late, but really late. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when NWO came out, that was the first time I actually sat down and watched an entire wrestling event. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'm not 100% sure, but I remember NWO making their grand debut appearance entrance whatever and they all came out and eric bischoff led them all while he was on the harley let me introduce you to the coolest guys in wrestling some stupid shit like that i don't know wcw is still cringe in my in my book you know what i'm saying but anyways (sighs) fucking christ anyway the night after no the night when owen died I'm not 100% sure if it was the night after or the week. I don't know. But I remember Bret Hart coming out and talking about his brother. A 10-minute speech he gave. The thing I hated most about it, though, is that the WCW asshole fans, the, the marks, if you will, or maybe I'm just being too much of a mark, had didn't have the common courtesy or decency to tell to just, you know, straight up, you know, give Bret Hart a moment of silence. Everyone's just yelling and heckling and all this other stupid shit. Really disrespectful to the memory of Owen Hart. But he got through it and, you know, basically laid it all out there that he's always going to remember his brother. He's going to love his brother forever, no matter what the hell happens. They, uh, he's going to love him no matter what. And it's sad the way he went. And, of course, you know, we all know what happened to Bret Hart after that with WCW. He's doing these stupid matches where he's a referee. He's doing another match where he's a color commentator. He's doing another match where he's fighting Goldberg in the middle of the freeway. You know, just dumb. It's, it's done. Sorry, Bret. You're, you're going you're gonna to get mad paid, but, you know, you're not going to. Your legacy dies here. I remember hearing a... Uh, uh, what do you call that? A recol- uh, what do you call that? A recollection from, you know, one of the guys back there. I think it was Chris Jericho. Where he said that they had a hell show or some shit. And Bret Hart's going over a six-man tag match with... Uh, Bret Hart's going over it with uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And he tells and he tells them, you know, we're going to do this and that. And they just both shrug him up. Yeah, whatever, man. Do what you want to do. It's it's a small crowd. It doesn't matter. And that whole lack of, you know, just lack. This attitude that's just, whatever, dude. Let's do it. If you want to do it, let's do it. If not, oh, well. <laughs> and this leads to the conspiracies of this whole fiasco. But I'm going to play this real quick to give you guys a little bit of insight as to, well couple of people 
I think that it's quite possible. I, that whole thing okay, my whole thing was when they, when they showed, like, the whole fucking deal, and they showed Vince come out with his hair messed up, he was selling the punch. Anybody that knows Vince McMahon knows that, A, if Vince McMahon doesn't sell three years of the federal government up his fucking ass, he doesn't sell a fucking spinal fusion. He didn't sell a double quad injury. He's going to sell a fucking punch from one of his boys on fucking film. And he didn't stagger out like, like he was on Queer Street. Like Come on. In case you don't know who that was that was talking, that was X-Pac, a.k.a. Sean Waltman and Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Diesel. Uh, both, as you can tell, are drunk as shit. They're always drunk as shit, or they're high as shit. They're always under some kind of influence. They're both dirtbags, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's a work. I think it's... Yeah, it's gotta be a fucking work. And uh, another one that's also on that train, even though he's already passed away, rest in peace, uh, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. All three of them believe... Uh, 100% sure that the screw job was all a fix. Whether or not it's true, it's debatable. Personally, I'm still in between because, you know, as much as you got people saying that it ain't, you got a lot of people saying that it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jim Cornette is one of the more adamant ones saying, if you are the type of person that doesn't believe that this is real, then I'm going to look you right in the eye and tell you, you are one pathetic motherfucker. <laughs> But for real, though, I don't know. I mean, do I think it's... I don't know. It's all debatable at this point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. What else? Because, you know, in the long run, no one's ever really going to ever tell the truth. Everybody can speculate left and right. As much as I hate Kevin Nash, he did bring up a good point. That, you know, Vince McMahon can be somewhere, not crack a smile, not do this, not do anything... But the moment it looks like it could work for his advantage, guess what? He's doing it, too. He's part of it. And Scott Hall also brings up a point where he's like, I personally, he said before he passed, he said he believes it's all one big work. work, And what's his name? Uh, Bret Hart couldn't have gotten away with spitting in the face of the owner had he not been in on it. Had neither of them been on it in on it you know what i'm saying i don't know it's all debatable it's all it's all up in the air it's up to you whether you want to take it or not uh really i just look at it as this was the reshaping of professional wrestling history this was indeed the 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 end of an era getting to the attitude era and that's the end of wrestling as we know it no one can compete the same thing nobody can ever pull off a screw job like this ever again oh so many damn you know people i mean it's been talked to do you know and i'll admit yeah personally i know it's been talked about to death at this point you know what i mean because i mean no honestly what then you know what i'm saying because when it's all over the company one, not us. And then, you know, there's a reason why, you know, uh, with the exception of, like, Vince Russo and them. But there's a reason why these wrestlers just straight up look down upon us for, you know, after, what, 20, what, 
24, 25 years already. 97. Yeah, 1997. Excuse me. It'll be 25 years this November. You know what I'm saying? 25 years later, we're still talking about it. 25 years, man. The one person, you know, is just... I'll admit that I had I had said some words about, you know, Bret Hart in the past that, you know, just... I mean, he, he rubbed me the wrong way in, in, in when I got the chance to be around him, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I wanted to walk up to him and tell him... I appreciate you as a wrestler. It's all I wanted to say. I wasn't going to say anything bad. And he just straight up looks at me and he goes, hmm, either buy the book and I'll sign it or get lost. That's exactly his words. But I can see, you know what I mean? I mean Arizona's a long way away from Calgary. Believe that. <laughs> uh, for a long time, I held a grudge against him about this. But then again, I got to learn how to grow up too. You know what I mean? Because after all, what am I to them? A mark. You know what I'm saying? I'm never, you know... It's it's never gonna be anything more than that, you know what I mean? And and like I said, you know that's just personal bullshit. Shouldn't let my feelings get the best of me because no matter what I say, it's not gonna take away from the fact that he was indeed a spectacular competitor. You know what I'm saying? And as far as Shawn Michaels goes, I can't stand him. In fact, I downright hate him. Um, it's just you know, he did the ultimate bullshit job in in my opinion and it has nothing to do with Montreal I mean I mean I guess I don't know I mean but you know you you you're 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 such a I mean they they, they bitched that Brett was a mark for himself they bitched that Jerick was a mark for himself Goldberg but Goldberg was a piece of shit anyway too you know what I'm saying they, they uh honky tonk man to an extent they say the same thing about him and all that is said and done, and you're, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe they got a point there. Honestly, I think freaking Shawn Michaels is a mark for himself too. Uh, him, basically, everyone in the clique, you know, rest in peace, Razor Ramon. I don't mean to speak ill of him, but even then, you know, you could tell he was uh, more or less just greatly in love with himself, like everyone else on the clique was. You know what I mean? And but none, you know, there. You know, I'm not saying that Razor Ramon is pathetic because, you know, he was a great competitor. He was a great, you know, showman and all that other shit. So I'm not taking that away from him. Okay, he, He's good in my book. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, is that Kevin Nash, Michaels, and what's his name? Uh, Xbox, Sean Waltman, they're the biggest pieces of shit right now. You know what I mean? I mean, they've always been. And, you know, and it's so funny how freaking... X-Pac and Kevin Nash still refer to Triple H as Hunter when his real name is John Paul. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. That's all they ever talk about. As if it's his real name. And of course, you know, they're, they're scumbags. Like right now, because I mentioned their name, more than likely, I don't know how true it is, but I heard that Kevin Nash is one of those guys that trolls the internet until he finds his name pop up on even the most obscure blogs and pod podcasts in the world out there. You know what I'm saying? So it goes to show you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he competed for JCW, but, you know, in all honesty, he ain't shit to me. And the same thing with Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels and Shawn Waltman. They're both, they're all crap. Believe that. That's all they are, really, when you, when you really come down to it. But yeah, like I said, you know, Shawn Michaels pulled off the ultimate bullshit, you know, the biggest fuck you to everyone that he f fucked over in the past, which is the same bullshit that Vince Russo did, and that is they became born again Christians. Now I know I said I'm gonna I'm gonna stop, 
you know, bashing Christian, uh, religion altogether, but come on now. You think you're absolved of all the of the bullshit that you did in your past just because you turn born again? You're full of shit. You're no, you, 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 you know, it's just, for me personally, that's just you basically telling everyone that you have a lack of responsibility. And that you have, you still have no respect for somebody. You don't have the balls to walk up to somebody and say, hey, I fucked up. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? But that's their madness, and they can go all fuck themselves too. That includes my family too, who are part of the born again bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I'm going to wrap it up like this. Whether or not the Montreal screw job is a work is one thing, but the fact that we all got got into believing it one way or the other, that's where the the true maje- the, the true majesty lies. You know what I'm saying? Sadly though, you know, we all know that Bret Hart leading the the events that led after the Montreal screw job, Bret Hart did go through some shit, you know, you know, losing Owen, you know, freaking uh, getting cancer, losing his brother-in-law, you know, uh, having the stroke, you know what I mean? And then that whole bullshit with Goldberg kicking him in the head, all that, you know what I mean? So, honestly, yeah, I mean, it's been a rough road, and it's, it's actually, you know, like I said, you know, I, I may have been petty for bringing up that bullshit that what he told me, but then again, I didn't know, I didn't know so much perspective from his side, you know what I mean, all the crap that he's been through, and just to see some fat Indian, or I should say, yeah, yeah, some fat Indian kid tell him that, you know, you know, basically butter him up, because that's all I was doing, and we all know nobody wants to be buttered up, or soaped up the ass, or whatever the hell they call it, you know what I mean, they, uh, yeah, they're people too, as they said in the, um, the movie Beyond the Mat, they are people too, and uh, I'm gonna, he'll never listen to it, and like I said, this episode might be taken down for copyright issues, although I'm 100% sure I could use those sound clips, because under, what is it, the whole bullshit that if, uh, if I, if I don't make money off of it, it's okay to use it for, like, an educational purposes or whatever, well, I mean, that's the same case here, uh, I'm gonna dedicate this last song to, uh, Bret Hart, I know he'll never listen to it, but this one's to him, uh, shit, man, it's been a long fucking road, man.
isn't of the way you started out. No one ever changes. They think they do, but they don't. If you're the depressed type now, that's the way you'll always be. If you're the mindless, happy type now, that's the way you'll be when you grow up. You might lose some weight, your face might clear up, get a body tan, breast enlargement, a sex change makes no difference. Essentially, from in front, from behind, whether you're 13 or 50, you'll always be the same.